Welcome to the new Cat Chat brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, the wonderful private company owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission is to formulate litters that keep cats using the litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give their kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. With Dr. Elsie's support, the Cat Chat Show brings you interviews with cat authors and experts, some old favorites, some new conversations, so you can better understand and appreciate your own feline family members. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and contributing sponsor of my Cat Film Festival, short films from around the world that celebrate the kitty cat, which will be back in theaters as soon as they reopen. Meantime, thanks to Dr. Elsie's, you can now see streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. Hope you enjoy listening and watching. I am delighted to talk to Stacy LeBaron again. She has Community Cats podcast, which is quite an ongoing tribulation, trial, and challenge, I think, because there's so many community cats out there that need people to look after them. Stacy is ever cheerful and convinced that all this can be done across America from her radio station in Vermont. And this coming weekend, she has quite an extraordinary, yet again, an extraordinary online cat conference. And it's this weekend. So it gives everyone a chance to do last minute planning, set aside all your other things on your calendar, which I doubt are many, what with the pandemic, and really dig into what people are doing to help cats in their community. Stacy, you must be exhausted. I mean, you just do these things and you have like 20 speakers and from all over the, the country and maybe even further than the country. And you're just tireless. You're just, they're community cats and we're going to help them. Do you ever get discouraged? No, no, Tracy, not at all. I'm actually, I'm really energized and excited. I'm looking forward to this weekend. It's going to be tremendous. Uh, it seems like a decade ago, back in the, the normal times before COVID, when we had our last online cat conference, um, and life has changed dramatically in how we handle our community cats. It's been a very emotional year, and I'm just incredibly excited about this upcoming weekend. We're going to tackle some really key topics, some things that have changed things that are still important with regards to cats. And I, I'm looking forward to it incredibly. Um, and I want to thank you so much for having me on the show this week. Oh, I admire everything you do. And what's interesting, I just realized, as we were saying, 10 years, it's a heck of a long time, that when I first started putting out a podcast of Dog Talk, which, as you know, is live on, well, live, broadcast live on NPR on Long Island, People had no idea what a podcast was. Now, I'm like the least techie human that ever drew breath of any generation, but I kind of understood what a podcast was. You were doing online conferences at a time when nobody knew what that was. Like, what do you mean? I don't understand. Like, we're not going somewhere to be together. And here you are perfectly positioned. It's not even a silver lining of the pandemic, other than the fact that people now embrace the idea of getting together remotely and learning remotely and feeling a sense of community remotely. So isn't it funny that in your case, accidentally or, or tragically, the world is caught up with the concept of doing business and sharing ideas online. 
podcasting has now become a whole niche thing of its own, not some weird idea where you explain to people, no, you listen to this when you feel like it. So have you thought about that, that, that being online for other people has been a huge stretch and, oh, this is weird and how, and for you, it's, it's, it's home, home base. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm so used to it. A, a year ago um, when I was at a podcasting conference, they said that there were close to a million podcasts out there. Uh, and I just saw a new statistic saying that there's 1.8 million podcasts now out in existence. Um, so it can show, show you what the growth has been sort of in the industry. Um, and I really hope that that growth continues within the animal welfare space Um Many individual organizations are starting their own podcasts, whether it's to profile the cats or dogs in their care or to talk about the stories of their foster homes or their volunteers. And I mean, I think it's a great way to to do that storytelling that we all have to do for fundraising in the nonprofit space and, and getting the word out and the story out. You know, what what better can there be than the, the storytelling we do it in the written form all the time, but now we're doing it in the audible format and it's easily consumable. Um, and, you know, folks are out getting their daily walk-in. What do they do? They listen to a podcast now. And uh, we're almost at our 400th episode, Tracy. It's really quite amazing. I, I, I would like to distinguish between your podcast, 400 episodes, with In All Seriousness, the podcast of, of Dog Talk, which is almost 700 a, a library with almost 700 podcasts of shows that were actually on terrestrial, as they call it, radio, and the mm-hmm. 1.7.999 a million other people who just say, oh, I've got a podcast, or there's platforms full of, forgive me, Stacy, the most horrible, embarrassing people with their best girlfriend, like in their bedroom. It's kind of okay, but it's, it's not really a, a value to people. Whereas what you've been doing is a community service. I view your education to people and your support of kitties everywhere who don't live in someone's house as a public service. So Community Cats Podcast, its name really is, you're, you're there for a much wider community of cats and people. So I, I, I th- okay, I, if shelters are using it, you're right. That is very nice. It's a very nice way to highlight cats and dogs you have to listen real fast because they're going to get adopted before you have a chance to listen to the podcast maybe and that would be good too but I think the online conferences you're doing are only a bigger picture of how you take very seriously with charm and light lightness what you do it's it's pretty important because 10 years ago when you were doing this anybody looking after a a a flock of kittens or cats outside behind a dumpster, outside a restaurant on a street in Brooklyn were considered nuts. And now they're heroes, right? I mean, you must have seen a big sea change. Right. Oh, definitely. And my theme this year, which falls within the conference, is, you know, how to turn your passion for cats into action. That's always been the theme of my show, but it really is the bedrock of my of our conferences this year and one of the things that we're going to be doing at the online cat conference this year is really talking about how to have difficult conversations in the community i mean in many areas you just mentioned brooklyn in so many communities there are folks 
that are um, of differing opinions as yes. to how to receive community chats. Um, and there's oftentimes a lot of difficult conversations that we have to have in order to find a peaceful solution for the cats as well as the neighbors. Yes. Um, we also have challenging conversations within the community because it's a, a female-dominated world in many places, but yet then we are out in a diverse community with different cultures, different yes. genders, different um, you know, ethnicities. And so we have to have some challenging conversations that way. And how do we become more inclusive and equitable with our services that we offer, with the care that we take care of the cats that we have in our neighborhoods, in our backyards? And so we're going to have some really tough conversations. We have uh, James Evans from CARE. Um, he's going to be talking about uh, his care centers and how they can really provide access to veterinary care for everybody in the community and we're going to have a lots of panels we've got sterling davis josh fisher scott giacopo and explain James to ex- about these are all big names in the tnr yeah. and and community cats world but explain who they are you know thumbnail sketches you have yep. i have a link that goes with this this podcast on the newsletter yeah. um that 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 people are going to be listening to this on i hope between now and January 29th to 31st when you have the conference. But just to give a sense to people who are like, well, I don't know if I care about community cats, but it's really interesting. It's really interesting in a socio-political way, in an animal welfare way. You don't even have to be actively involved to listen and learn something. You know, it's not just, oh, they're killing all the birds or they're pooing in my neighbor's vegetable garden or they should all be saved. Whatever the issues are, it, it, let's say, you know, the two ends of the spectrum. There's lots of stuff in the middle that I think says a lot about who we are as people and as a community and as a sense of respecting each other and trying to include each other, not in a politically correct way, but in a kind of humane way. So talk about just some of these folks. And interesting, a lot of them are men, right? Since a lot of community well, cast so- stuff is female. So talk about what some of these gentlemen are all about. Yeah, so uh, Sterling Davis, um, many folks know of him as the Trap King. Um, And he's interesting because he is his own um, individual. So he's an individual trapper and goes out into the community and does TNR. And he, you know, has done it not with the backing of a large organization behind him, you know, doesn't have a huge team. He really is just out there, and he's out there for the cats, out there for the kids, getting in the community. He's written a children's book. Nice. Um, and so, you know, I also do monthly trapper training certification workshops. Really? Where folks can learn what it's like to trap a, uh, a cat, and you get a certificate. You have to pass a quiz at the end, and you get a certificate that then shows that you've done an online training to understand, you know, how to safely trap a cat in your backyard, a community cat. Um, and of those people, over 60% of them are not affiliated with any organization, and they pay for the spaying neuter services out of their own pocket. Wow. Um, and so that really shows that the solutions are done by each individual person. Um, yes, there are organizations involved, but it's really the motivation of one individual person wanting to take care of those cats in their backyard, which then becomes the backyard next door, and then the backyard, you know, and it just sort of goes from there. So I really want to highlight the strength of the individual. Nice. Um, and Sterling is one of those. Where folks. does he, where does um, he do his good deed? Where is his community? 
He's down in Atlanta, Georgia, but he just recently purchased an RV that he's retrofitting, and he's going to drive around the country. Oh, and my goodness. To, to TNR. Wow. <laughs> you talk yep, about dedication. Yeah. How cool is he? Yep, yep. So he's going to have a tiny house on wheels and just drive around and do TNR and wants to visit every state and oh my God. do educational outreach. Somebody better somebody better be filming him. We we need a movie about him yeah. in the Cat Film Festival, for real. I mean, <laughs> gosh. For, for real. For real. Yeah. Uh, talk about some of the, That cool. sounds incredible. And also does empower individuals who think, oh, I don't want to be part of a group and be in crabby conversations about who does what when. I just want to do it. So you're helping people understand it's not that hard to do on your right. own. No, you can do it in, in whatever shape you want to do it. You can do it. So if you like to be part of an organization, you can do right. it. But you can also do it as, as an individual. We, you know, want to be respectful of everybody for their differences, you know. And we talk about nowadays some humane societies are hiring community cat coordinators. That's a new position. I mean, wow. think about putting that on your resume. I've got experience as a community cat coordinator, and I can hear you on the other side of the line there, Tracy, saying, well, what does a community <laughs> cat coordinator do? Um, and so we're having a panel of, of four community cat coordinators um, from Best Friends Animal Society, um, from uh, the Humane Rescue Alliance in Washington, D.C., where we've got folks from out in Iowa, and so a good representation of folks from all across the community talking about what does it mean to be a community cap coordinator? You know, what is that job description? And um, so that that's going to be a lot of fun, too. Um, and so it's just we have an incredible amount. We have some veterinarians coming on um, that are going to talk about feline nutrition, FIP, uh kitty gut biome for those that want to learn more about the medical side of things. And we also have some foster care information and also how to set up a affordable veterinary clinic if you want to, you know, look that direction. The question with regards to access to care, I mean, we're really at a turning point in the industry. The industry has changed a lot and we're at a, a big turning point for how we look at our community cats. And instead of rushing them all into the shelter, we're going to look at that cat and we're going to say, you know, hey, are you are you OK? Do you look OK? Right. Are you, 15 pounds and healthy, maybe I shouldn't pick you up and take you into the shelter just because you happen to be strolling through my backyard. Right. And make you miserable. And maybe you'll never come out of there alive because there's too many cats in the shelters, certainly middle-aged ones that that don't go, that don't fly out the door into someone's home. I guess that's been a big shift. And to understanding why TNR has value. A lot of these cats could not tolerate living in your home, much less the misery of being in a shelter. So you aren't doing them a favor. We used to think that, right? Oh, take them all to the shelter. They'll ha it'll be warm and dry, and they'll be in a little tiny plexiglass box where their food and their litter box are right there beside them, which is not their idea of heaven. Of course, it does save the life of those cats who aren't safe and aren't living well outdoors, but that's not really the focus of of the work of, that all you people are doing. I think that, that it's important that if anybody wants to find out more about exactly what's going to happen in the online conference, and there's also some very cool raffles and a giveaway. I mean, there's things you can, you know, get for having paid to be part of it, but what you're really going to get is a lot of empowerment, knowledge, and I think a very uplifting sense of how big the community is and how many 
people are doing good. So Stacy, if they go to what what is the website? I'll have a link to it. But if people are just listening and not reading this as a as part of the newsletter, what is the website to go to to sign up? To sign up, you just go to uh, www.communitycatspodcast.com, and all the information is right there on the homepage about the conference, and you can click on the link and see the speakers and get the detailed uh, brochure of the conference. Um, We do have cat trivia. Everybody loves our cat trivia. There's about 20 cat trivia questions that we have throughout the course of the weekend. It goes, we start on Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and then we run all the way through till Sunday. We're about seven hours a day, 10 a.m. to wow. 5 p.m. on Saturday and 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday. And the event is recorded. So don't think like you have to stay there right. all weekend long, right. even though we'd love to have you because I'm going to be there all weekend long. But um, you can also feel free to pick and choose what presentations you want to see live and then um, it is recorded. Those recordings are accessible for up to a year afterwards. So you have plenty of time to watch that. And one l- lucky attendee is going to win a thousand dollar cage from um, from CDE Cages, and um, that is a really great prize. We were able to give one of those away last year, and that organization um, out of uh, in Tennessee was able to benefit from it, and they they love their cage, and so that's going to be a fun one to give away. That's really terrific. I, I must tell you, you're so funny. You don't have to write www in front of anything anymore, mm-hmm. just so you know. You can forget all about that I World know. Wide Web. We don't actually have to do that That's anymore. So. You can put. You can even just put community cats into the search bar, and it would find Stacey LeBaron because she owns that name and that space and that whole idea of being a community for cats. Stacey, this is great. It sounds like – and just to point out, you so you pay for the conference. You can – slip in online to any part of it that you want, but by paying, you have access to all that material, to all those conversations for up to a year. So if you're busy this weekend or you'd prefer to just do it on your own time, it it's really makes sense to join, besides the fact that you're supporting the work that Stacy and all these people are doing. So don't underestimate that either. Stacy. I hope it goes as well as, as you expect it to, or even better would be great. Congratulations on having reached your, it's your 10th anniversary, right? Actually, we're at our fifth. So oh, I don't know where I got 10 podcast. years. Oh, the podcast is 10 years old. So it's the fifth online conference. Well, let's hope you, you hold up for another five and make it a 10th anniversary of that as well. You Thank God for your, your energy and enthusiasm. It certainly carried you thus far a long way. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and affection for cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, which has broken new ground by creating a healthy, dry, and canned food for kitties called Clean Protein, which is inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey. I recommend that wet food should always be your cat's primary diet. But clean protein is the first dry cat food I believe can be a healthy choice if you want to feed dry food, even as part of your cat's diet. This show is also supported by cat water, specially created for cats because kitties don't naturally drink water. Cat water is chlorine-free, ozonated, and lightly acidic, which encourages them to drink more, promoting urinary tract health with an ideal urinary pH. 
Clinical studies by the University of Montreal School of Veterinary School showed that cat water dramatically reduces minerals in a cat's urinary tract and that 9 out of 10 cats preferred cat water to tap water and drank 48% more of it. Cat water is 100% free of all minerals known to cause urinary infections and bladder stones, which matters because UTIs are the number one reason cats are taken to the vet. Amazon, Petco, and other pet stores carry bottles of cat water.